You know, this past December, I went on vacation to Florida with my college roommate and his wife. It was great fun, kind of reminding myself of that as I'm looking out over your heads and seeing snow, right? One day we decided to go fishing, and we procured the services of a guide, a young man that was relatively new to his job, and we found out that we lived in Indiana and that we were actually college roommates. He said, wait, you didn't go to Purdue, did you? Because that's where I went. And I heard a chorus of angels. From that moment, we knew our trip would be blessed. Four boilermakers on a four-hour fishing trip. And it was unbelievable. Almost immediately, fish were practically jumping in our boat, one after another, of all shapes, sizes, and species. Some were in season, some were out of season. Who cares? Everyone was catching fish and having so much fun, except me. I couldn't figure it out. I went fishing all the time as a boy. I thought I was at least proficient at the craft. But every time I reeled in my line, there was just a hook. No bait, no fish. At one point, we were actually floating over a school of barracudas. Nothing. I was catching nothing. Found myself praying that I wouldn't embarrass myself. A fishing failure. In the end, I caught three fish. And each time our guide said, well, yeah, we'll keep that. And then he would say, for bait. (laughs) Then someone said, well, you have other gifts, Richard. You're a fisher of men, to which I said, shut up. (laughs) Basically, all I caught was a sunburn. So when I hear the future, Jesus' future apostles caught nothing all night and were discouraged, I could have join their support group, right? No one wants to come home empty-handed after fishing all night, or in my case, half of a day. And no one wants to come in last place either. No one wants to feel like a failure, for that matter. And that is precisely the way Isaiah, Paul, and Peter felt in our readings this weekend. Subpar, dense, spiritual failures. All three were chosen by God. And each regretted their human weaknesses and sinfulness that might actually curtail the will of God. Isaiah says, how can I, a man of unclean lips, living among a people of unclean lips, proclaim the Lord? Paul adds that he was called even though he had persecuted the church. He is the very least of the apostles, but by the grace of God, still an apostle. And finally, Peter A leader of the church? There's no way. Leave me, Lord, he says. I am a sinful man. Peter's quite aware of his humanity. He's only a fisherman without an education. He's stubborn. He was prone to bragging, and at times he lacked courage. But God still calls him and gives him the ability to be the greatest and the first apostle. And many occasions, on many occasions as a pastor, I hear self-deprecation from discouraged people like Isaiah, Paul, and Peter, sometimes in the confessional. There are people who are doing their best to do the will of God, but feel frustrated and feel like a failure. I can't do this, they say. I just can't do this anymore. People who say that, like parents who can't deal one more minute with a colicky baby or a teenager that's off the rails, or a patient who just can't face another round of chemotherapy, or someone who has to give a speech but is terrified to be in front of people. 
or a struggling spouse that doesn't feel like he or she can live up to the demands of the sacrament. And you know what? They can't. They can't do it anymore, at least not on their own, at least not alone. That is, it's time for us to stop thinking that we can do everything ourselves and start trusting in God who will help us complete the mission in life that he has given us when we submit to his will. That we must see things supernaturally, that God is at work, even and most especially in our darkest moments. So the parents with a colicky baby, every parent needs to understand that they didn't just happen upon being a parent, that God has given them a child and he will give them the grace necessary to be a good parent. Or the frustrated chemo patient, remember that no matter the circumstance, you are not alone in your suffering, that we trust in God who is with us and realize that every moment of human suffering is an invitation to grow through carrying a cross. Or the speechwriter with stage fright, as long as the speech is given to glorify God and his will, can it really go wrong? Believe me, even the most challenged preachers can elicit a faith reaction from someone because of the work of the Holy Spirit. The husband or wife who says he or she can't go on needs to ask if they really invited Jesus fully into their relationship. After all, God designed your marriage for the three of you, that is, husband, wife, and Jesus. That even in the worst marital problems, God can give us the grace to walk away from what is destroying us when we deliberately invite him in. So we can fill in the blanks today. Are there situations in your life when you feel like, even though you are called to it, you just can't go on, that you just can't do it, that you want to give up? Do you feel deserted by God because that's a lie? You're not. He's never closer to us when we need him the most. Remember the miracles of his love and that most especially that billions of people are in the world and each one of us is loved by God unconditionally. We can go on. We can do it. Whatever it is with God's help. And of course, not only is God here for us, but he gave us each other the church, to assist us, that as in every circumstance, we are called as members of the body of Christ to assist one another in the building up of the kingdom. This is why Christianity is lived in a community, first and foremost, in the domestic church at home, and then as we gather here at our parish at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, and then in our diocese, and finally, the universal church. I remember one young man telling me that, you know, after he did this retreat at our parish, that his church was his retreat group. That's all he needed. I remember making a huge correction for him that we must work together, not only in our little worlds, but across, for example, in our diocese, the 24 counties that follow in the, the apostles' footsteps as fishers of men. You know, we, we are facing moral questions that are unique to our time, probably the worst in our lifetime. I believe then that our mission as the anecdote in the church has never been so important. This weekend is Commitment Sunday 
the Catholic Ministries Appeal, formerly known as Fruitful Harvest. I'm asking you to support CMA that funds our diocese as one aspect of our mission to be fishers of men. The Catholic Ministries Appeal supports the formation of seminarians, many who have been from our parish, and with our prayers, a few more next year, just a little teaser. The appeal assists with health insurance and living expenses for our retired priests. The Catholic Ministry Appeal supports Newman centers in our diocese, like Ball State and Purdue and Wabash College. Your gifts support the life-changing spiritual encounters that take place at St. Joseph Retreat and Conference Center just up the road in Tipton. The appeal supports the pastoral care of divorced Catholics through the Marriage Tribunal, helps Hispanic Catholics, helps Catholics preparing for marriage and many other programs. Our parish family has been asked to raise $775,000 over the next 12 months, over the next year. There uh, are pledge cards that have been sent to you in the mail. We actually had them in the pews, but so many people took them, they're gone already. So you'll get another one in the mail in the next couple of weeks if you inadvertently threw it in the trash or something. We encourage you to make a pledge of a monthly gift, as we used to do during the Fruitful Harvest campaign. You can fill out a pledge card uh, uh, and bring that uh, back next week. Put it in the collection basket. Um, and it gives you a chance to discern. If you're tech-savvy, there are brochures about the campaign at the entrances of the church and a brochure that has another QR code that directs you to online giving. You know, the angel, first of all, also, we, what we really would like more than anything is participation, maybe even 100% participation, that we all do our share, we will meet our goal. The angel took an ember from the fire and purified Isaiah's lips. I keep thinking, that had to hurt. Perhaps it does hurt sometimes to let God take control of our lives and that we, we humbly follow him. But it is a good hurt that will lead us to eternal happiness. All that we do as a community of faith for the sake of God and his kingdom is worth our communal effort and our sacrifice. The gift of ourselves is little in comparison to the gift of Jesus on the cross, but it is still valid and worthy as a gift as we complete our roles in the kingdom of God. So yes, I can do God's will in my life. As God reminds us, I can do all things in him who strengthens me.